comrades this is the good morning comrade show and you are listening to 102.3 whiv new orleans you might not be listening because it might be either tuesday or thursday you might be just listening to us in the podcast i don't know i'm to be honest this is robert i'm putting this show in the can and i don't know when we're going to release it so i'm just going to make it safe to release on the radio and so that's the beauty of recording. Like you guys get to listen to it in the future. Um, so but, real quick, I don't mean to ruin your intro. Yes. W H I V. Yeah. We can talk about that. That's a very interesting name. Yeah. Uh? Yeah. Okay. We can totally, so we can totally talk about that. So first I want to, and, and if you hear this other disembodied voice that you're not li- used to listening to, hey. um, this is Andrea also known as Cyber Demon. What's the numerals after that? 531. That is my date of birth. I keep wanting to say 513 because that's an Ohio area code where I used to oh, live. But five. That's a shame. So you can find Andrea on YouTube at Cyber Demon 531. And I would say that she is a political YouTuber. Would you call yourself that? Would you call yourself yes. part of the BreadTube Army? I don't know about the BreadTube Army. Uh, I, I, I don't believe in armies. I'm a pacifist. Not really. But uh, yes, I, I, I do my own thing. I, I try to, to con- communicate with other people, but I'm really bad at that. So I just kind of wait for people to, to ask me to come on their show, and then I do that. I, I, you know, I'm really bad at marketing. So uh, that's why I'm here, because you asked me to come on. I appreciate I that. I want to I wanna roll back and we'll get into like Andrea's whole story and the whole kit caboodle in just a moment. But actually, that's a good question. I think like um, you asked about the radio station and I think like a lot of like old time listeners who've been listening for, I don't know, forever already know this story. They know I'm going to butcher this story because I am just, um, I'm just riffing off the top of my head. I'm not like trying to Google this in the moment. So forgive me. Uh, Dr. Mark Allen. But uh, so before um, the radio station was um, had all these different shows and like, I think Sam, I I don't know the lineup. We get syndicated shows. I think David Pakman follows our show. Um, We get syndicated from all over the country and whatnot. Sam Cedar's on it. Yeah, that's that's I'm I'm name dropping right now. So oh wow, super impressed. That's funny that you say that though because when I when I write, I try to do like media media i was like oh yeah 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 we're the lead in for uh david packman and people go oh okay i want to be on your show like like yeah yeah yeah. he has no idea who we are (laughs) so gotta get him on the guy who started this radio station is um it's dr mark allen Derry, and he is an infectious uh disease pathologist and he started this radio station as a station for like 
people who were infected with HIV um, and who could get like news and views and like a, a safe space, like to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, and then the station just kind of morphed from there into just like kind of a lefty um, indie music, like New Orleans juggernaut of a, of a station. Um, but that's, that's the reason for the call letters. I, again, I'm butchering this extremely, but I think it's, I, I need to verse myself even more in like the history of the station. Cause it is like really important to the community. Um, but yeah, it's like, you can actually listen to him. He's do, uh, Dr. Mark Allen is the guy who goes, um, like if there's an Ebola outbreak, like he's the one, like he's gone, like he's, 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 he's in wherever trying to put out whatever infectious disease fires all over the world when the surgeon general wanted information about like, Hey, what's going on in new Orleans? Like he's the guy with Corona. He's the guy like the government talks to. Um, he also does a show. Um, if you go on WHIV's um, Facebook right now, he does a show every day at four o'clock and gives you the updates on like what's going on with Corona. So it's like, yeah, infectious disease and like leftist politics are like his wheelhouse and, he started this the station out of the good of his heart and supplied all the equipment and like paid the rent on the place and like the whole deal. So he's, That's he's like, pretty a, awesome, he's pretty, he's pretty sweet. So going on to that, let's talk. Uh, we've talked enough about the station. We've talked enough about uh, my boss that doesn't pay us because it's community radio. Uh, let's talk about you. And I, the reason why, the reason why I asked you to come on is because you've actually filled like a space in my, in my day with your YouTube content, because when I'm at, <laughs> when I'm at work and I'm just like, it's three o'clock, four o'clock. And it's like, I, I'm really not trying to like drink another cup of coffee or an energy drink, trying to stay up. Like your, your content like gets me through the day and it's now become like a thing that I'm like looking forward to. And it's, it's hilarious. It's like, I would definitely say, we talked offline earlier and you were talking about, Oh, I don't know much about like, you know, bread tube or like quote unquote, like the dirt bag left. I would definitely put you in like the, the dirt bag left to where oh, like, God, no, no, like you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't describe yourself as that. I say that because like your language is like very straightforward. Yeah. It's I, like, I, I don't it's, know it's for the proletariat. That. It's for the common right? person. Um, yeah. I have my, my whole thing. Um, is that I am a real person. I don't put on any sort of caricature. I'm not like a cartoon character. I mean, you know, maybe a little sometimes, but you know, I, I try to just be very, very blunt, uh, straightforward and, uh, just try to communicate in a way that anybody should be able to understand. Uh, at least that's the goal. I mean, sometimes I get carried away talking about like some bizarre thing that no one cares about, but you know, that's the idea. I don't, yeah, that's, that, that's like why I really like gravity my personally i gravitated towards the show is because it's in such like the kind of content you do is it here, here's the question i want to ask you is it purposeful the way that you um your content is very bite-sized and like easy to digest it's never over like it's never over 10 minutes like any of your videos and it sometimes reminds, they are but that's like that's very that's an, an exception and not right. the rule. have you ever heard of a guy named um I'm aging. I'm definitely aging myself. You ever heard of a guy named Wesley Willis? I'm afraid not. So Wesley Willis was a, um, rest his soul. He was a schizophrenic, um, musician who he opened for people like 
at the end of his life, he opened for people like um, the Beastie Boys and like all these national acts. And he, he kind of, he kind of created a cult following because he wrote these very simple songs. Um, like the, the, his big hit was rock and roll McDonald's. Um, but the point of this is that he had a theory that the perfect song length was like three minutes and 28 seconds. Because I think Chuck Berry had a song that was that and was super popular. And that's what he like hung on to. Like, do you kind of calculate your content like that? Like, do you, do you start making a video and go, okay, I've hit my, this is the, the, the optimal time for a video. Or do you just, uh, do you just go into like, you kind of like, I'm done with this topic. Uh, so sometimes, and I'm going to be very brazen here. Sometimes if I'm at like the seven minute mark, I'll be like, YouTube just updated their ad thing and you can put ads in the middle of eight minute videos. So sometimes I'm at a seven minute video. I'll just come up with something, hit that eight minute mark and then go like, all right, fuck yeah. Or rather, all right. You're good. good. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but normally I just kind of just go until I kind of run out of things to say. I I try to always make a, a a subject, not just about the news itself, but try to extrapolate it onto more kind of like try to reach in and put that into like a broader narrative so like if i'm going to talk about like a specific protest i don't want to just provide details on that protest because honestly i'm not a journalist you know i don't go there i'm not you know i I don't know the details outside of what i'm reading Mm -hmm. so i like to just try to attach that to like the the overall you know like narrative or the idea of uh you know like like we mentioned before it's like I personally think the United States is a failed state in decline. I think it is an empire that is on the verge of collapse, at least without any sort of, like if, if, if the current political structure stays the same and with Biden being the, the best alternative that we can even hope of at the moment, it's looking like that's like kind of where we're, we're heading. So I try to like, if I'm going to talk about, um, you know, a rent strike or some sort of, uh, you know, like uh, the the, Por- the Portland protests when the feds were there. I always try to bring that into like the whole idea of like, you need to understand that like this country is falling apart at the seams. And so like, I'll usually spend like maybe the first half of the video talking about the actual subject matter. And then I just try to wrap it into to what's happening overall. That way, if people come in and if that's like, I try to make every video so that if someone watches just that video, they get a very good understanding of my politics and my personality. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the goal. So it's not much about length, but kind of like, you know, sometimes I'll speak more drawn out. Sometimes I'll speak more quickly. It's more about getting the message out. Right. Well, that's like, like I'm sure, like we're talking shop right now about like two content creators. Let's talk about how you got here, like how you got to America's a failed state. I've seen your videos where you knock doors for Bernie. So I would just go ahead and call it your, like, like, tell me about your, your quote unquote Bernie journey or just how you got to being a leftist. Um, how did you, how did you form your political ideas? Um, I mean, it's complicated. Um, I experienced a lot of poverty when I was a child. I'm only 24. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a youngster, you know, I've got energy, you know, um, I'm also trans. And as a result, I didn't have a childhood, you know, like the first 21 years of my life were basically non-existent. Um, 
at least you know if you if you talk to trans people it's kind of like the, the broad message is like yeah before we transitioned we were just kind of on autopilot um so like i experienced a lot of childhood poverty i never really put that many things together um around like when i was 16 or so was when i my family was evicted and that was like a very you know traumatic life you know altering event um and then around when i was 18 was when like you know the 2016 election started firing up because you know they start doing that thing like a year beforehand mm -hmm. um and so like i was like you know you know i'll pay attention to it like why not this is like the thing that's happening this will be my first election i can vote in and then that's when i see like bernie sanders go up there and say a bunch of stuff like you know what about the people with no health insurance and i'm like whoa what about me right and so it was like just kind of like one of those things where it's like i've always experienced like a lot of like you know awful things like related to poverty and i never really had that kind of political thing um to it and then that combined with like you know obviously 2016 happened it came and went i didn't really do anything outside of that um i one of the things in my life that i've always kind of done is i've always had a youtube channel basically i've had this for 10 years since i was about 14. um and it's just kind of like a, a very you know something i didn't put that much effort into until i was like maybe 17 and then i realized like i have no friends um you know like once i got kind of more of a stable housing again i was like you know what i'm just gonna try to do youtube because like i dropped out of high school because i had chronic illness as a kid so i basically just had nothing and i was like i'm just gonna do internet um and so i started doing like youtube i, I started doing twitch live streams and all that stuff um, and then like once the 2016 election came around, I started, I, I was really afraid of being political online. Cause like, you know, you know, gamers, right? Like gamers are not the kindest bunch. And so I was like kind of hesitant to be political online. I kind of just like was like centristy online. You know, I'd be very, you know, I just do whatever would get attention. I used to be like a very much so an attention seeker. I mean, I still am, but like that's not important right now. Um, I used to be very much so an attention seeker. So I would just kind of do whatever I would like online. And then like, you know, around that, like around 2017, I was like, you know, I really, you know, that's where I started making money online. Um, I, I, I had like a really interesting success period and I can, you know, abbreviate by saying I worked for a streaming website and I can go way in depth on that maybe another time. Sure, sure. I'd love, yeah. But love um, yeah, so I, I started working for a streaming website and I was like, for the first time in my life, I had money. Like I went from never having a job, you know, like just, you know, just being very impoverished um, to all of a sudden I'm making like $3,000 a month playing like ch children's games online. And so like, that was like really wild. And then like, so I started getting money and then I realized money is, is, is not good. <laughs> like there's nothing I can really do here. Like, you know, if I, if I save up enough money, maybe I can move, but then like, I, it's not like, I don't know about that. Like, you know, family and all that stuff. And then I realized that, you know, like this whole thing, you know, I'm trans and 2017 was the year I, I started transitioning publicly. And that was something that I was very afraid of because again, as I mentioned earlier, gamers are not the kindest bunch. Um, so that was like something I was really afraid of. But then I realized like, now that I've got money, I can just kind of do it. And like, I don't care what they say. And so that was the collapse of my streaming career um, mm -hmm. is I lost a lot of followers from coming out as trans, but the final, the final step was when I came out as a communist. And then like everyone that was like, they could deal with me being trans, but they can't deal with me being a communist. How dare I want poor people to have healthcare and food, right? Like that's just, oh no. Um, 
And then around 2018, I started to like kind of give up streaming. Um, 2019 for me, um, you know, I, I, I started to get really political. I started reading a lot, watching a lot of podcasts. You know, I basically shifted my main focus from gaming to politics. But my, my job, so to speak, was gaming. And I didn't really want to infringe upon that until I knew what I was talking about. Um, so I spent like 2018 and 2019 kind of studying, reading books, watching documentaries, listening to podcasts, and kind of learning and shaping what my, my worldview was. And then obviously Bernie jumped in the race again. And that was like, I got to start getting into this because now this is the time where like, I can actually, you know, there's a vehicle for me to actually kind of make any sort of change. Um, and so in 2020, literally like the first week of 2020 was like, I'm just going to start above it all. You know, like I've been kind of workshopping it for a few months. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to start it now because it's 2020, you know, the election's coming up, you know, Iowa's soon. I'm just going to start and we'll, we'll go from there. I would say I, I've been, I went from like apolitical to like socialist leaning, you know, but not really, you know, just not, not educated, just like, yeah, I want free stuff. Kind of like, you know, to put it, put it, you know, succinctly. And I started being like communist anarchist um, around 2018. And then, you know, I've, I've always been that, you know, so I, I did do Bernie campaigning. But I also at the current moment, I live in North Carolina. So it's like a red state. I live in a rural area in a red state. So I don't, there's not much local stuff I can do. Mm -hmm. um, for more context, I also lived in DC for a while, um, up until last year. And uh, I had a big falling out with my family because they did not like me being trans. So they kicked me out. Um, and, um, so I, I went to go live with my brother in North Carolina. So I was like, I can't really do anything on the ground here. So I was like, I'm just, you know, really my, I have this YouTube channel. I gave up streaming. I don't really post much to it. I might as well make it a political channel. And so that, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, and then, you know, 2020, I've been doing the show. I usually do it every day. I, I don't take many days off. Yesterday I took a day off cause I was sick, but I, I don't really take many days off. I usually just do seven days a week and I upload as many videos as I have the energy to do. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I, you know, I was like, well, the Bernie campaign has these opportunities where like you can do. You froze. Hello. Hello. Yeah. You froze. It's okay. I froze. Bye. Yeah. My internet cuts out a lot. Cause Bye. I live in, I live in a bum bleep North Carolina. So my internet cuts out a lot. It's not great. You got satellite um, or what, what internet are you working with? I, I have cable, but you know, it's, oh. it's, it's not good. It's not good. Believe yeah. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. You got, well, I don't want to just a company in case we're on the air, but yeah, our, our local internet's real bad. Yeah. It's, I went from in DC. I had like, you know, the fucking, the, the I had the fiber. I was like, I was good to go. I could like stream 1080p and now I'm here. Yeah. And I, one of the things was like, when I moved down here, I couldn't stream anymore. So I just kind of gave up and I was like, I can just do YouTube videos instead. Right. Um, yeah, so then there, there, someone organized a carpool down the East Coast for Bernie Sanders uh, door knocking in South Carolina. So I was like, I'm in that, you know, that pathway. Let me try to hitch a ride there. Um, and then I did. And that was a very, very, very interesting experience. Yeah. What was that like as a trans woman? Because like even like being a I've I door knocked for I was actually a um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go ahead and give myself some clout. I was actually a, a delegate for Sanders in uh 16 and wow. I did oh my yeah I've got like I, we'll talk about it later sometime but yeah I went to Philly like the whole the whole nine I good. remember watching that in the in the comfort of my my bedroom crying <laughs> was, yeah a lot of us did it was I, it was terrible um 
but like I, I door knocked outside of New Orleans in like rural Louisiana as like a six foot, 280 pound black guy, like going up to like people's doors. And that was like a whole experience. Like, what was that like for you as like a trans woman, like door knocking in the South? I'll be honest. That's brave. I had, I, I had, I, nothing happened. No, there were nice. no altercations. I, you know, I, I guess no one knew it, noticed. I don't know. Um, so I, I got really lucky there. You know, my thing was like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, there's a good chance I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, like, right. non-zero, maybe like 10% chance, you know, something like that. But I had no issues. Um, I didn't, you know, it's, I didn't mention that I was trans to anybody. I don't even think I mentioned that I was trans to the people I was carpooling with. Um, I don't know if they picked up on it and didn't say anything. I don't know. Um, I guess I blend in pretty well. You know, I, I can, uh, I can hide it, but, um, I, I didn't have many, many issues with that. Honestly, I, I think I experienced more sexism for being a woman than transphobia, to be honest. That's funny you say that. Cause, um, I didn't experience any issues either. Like it was weird. Um, because the people who well, obviously, like the people who are door knocking are already registered Democrats. Right. But these yeah. are like Democrats who live in like the Lakeview area and rural Louisiana, which are just like rich, centristy, like white people. And I, I was like, man, I was like, I thought this would be like a lot harder than it is. But what I think why I got like a like a decent reception where people were like, oh, I'll listen to this guy talk to me or whatever. I had one old woman. I think it was the hatred for Hillary Clinton. I had one old woman go, I don't know who he is. And I go, okay, let me tell you. And he, she goes, wait, is he running against that woman? And I said, yes, <laughs> ma'am, he is. I will vote for him. And I Amazing. Was like, I was Amazing. Like, Check. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was like so many people hated Hillary Clinton. They were just like, yeah, yeah, anything but. but yeah. When I, was, when I was door knocking in South Carolina, it was really interesting because like there's like, you know, I was in uh, I was in Columbia, I think. Yeah, Columbia, which is like where the I think it's the capital. I don't I don't know. I don't live in South Carolina. It's one of those major cities. I think it's the capital. Is it? I it might know. be. It's one know. of them. I don't know. South Carolina. Um, yeah, I don't. It's one of those. But yeah, so there were these like there are so many areas where there'd be like a major road, and then there'd be like the poor side, and then there'd be like the middle class side. On the poor side, it was people that were just default Biden because they don't know anything and they didn't really pay attention. And then, you know, those were I'd have like the really interesting conversations. It's like, yeah, Bernie's running. He was, you know, running last time and he was against Hillary and, you know, he wants the Medicare for all. And that usually, you know, sprung people too. Yeah. Um, but then there was also like the anti-Trump, can Bernie really beat Trump thing? There was like, that was, that was the biggest issue because people had this idea um, especially after Clyburn did that endorsement mm. that like Biden was the guy to beat Trump. And I, I, I remember like, you know, they tell you not to have like 20 minute conversations with one person. Cause you know, it's all about numbers and stuff, but I, you know, I had like a, a 20 minute conversation with yeah. a, like, you know, a poor old woman who was like, but I just want to beat Trump. And it's like, yeah, but Bernie's actually the best position for that. Cause he doesn't have that many skeletons in his closet. And like, I started going on, like, you know, doing like a YouTube spiel, you know, like, given like a history lesson um and then you know like I, that usually worked at least they would tell me i don't know if that's because they were sick of listening to me or whatever but um that usually worked and then i go to the other side where like there's the middle class people and that's where you get all the andrew yangs the pete Buttigiegs. oh i love amy klobuchar and it's just like you saw pete Buttigieg in the wild 
I, I, like, yeah, I, like, like, wow. Like, even New Orleans. Like, New Orleans, we have a very, like, vibrant LGBTQ population. I don't know a gay person in the city who has any love for people to judge. I saw I met two people. Whoa. Two people. Um, and, you know, I, you know, you have, like, the clipboard with the Bernie stuff on it. So they know who you are, basically, instantly. I also have my little, uh, my little button on my cap. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm decked out. I got the swag, as the, as the kids would say, I think. Um, and so I remember like my first Pete Buttigieg voter, I knock on their door and like, this was like the first time I went on to like the middle class side of the town. And it's like, you know, they don't have a yard sign or anything. So I, I knock on the door and I'm like, hi, I'm with the Bernie campaign. Uh, do you have a few minutes to talk about, you know, the election or whatever? And they're like, I would never vote for Bernie. I have kids to worry about. And, I, and <laughs> that was like, mean? I know I was like, <laughs> And then I, and you know, I, I, you're not supposed to argue. So I'm like, all right, well, you have a good one. And, you know, do you want a flyer? And they're like, no. And then they slam the door in my face. And I like, that was like the rest of that weekend or whatever. I was thinking about that interaction. It's like, I have kids to worry about. Like, oh, that is harsh though. When you're door knocking and you get somebody like that, or when you're die like you're doing the, the, what was that thing called? Not the robo dialer, whatever they call it. Like the, you know, you dial and like, you get the thing and you'd have a million good ones. And I swear it's like, they're like golf shots or like playing poker. You only remember your bad hands and you get somebody like that. It just sticks in your craw like all day. It's more about like, I, I really wanted to like debate this person. Cause I'm a very <laughs> abrasive argumentative person. Like I, one of my things on YouTube is I reply at least to my capabilities to every single comment. You do. <laughs> Yeah, I try my best, especially like the ones who hate me and like the Trumpers, cause, just because it's funny. And one of the other secret strategies here is that when you reply, when they reply, they reload the video, yep. give you more views. Chances are, if they're boomers, they don't have ad block. So they let the ad play multiple times. You know, it's just a little strategy for y'all. Um, yeah, take it from Andrea Kids. If you're trying to be a budding YouTube star, YouTube does not care about what kind of... Um, View doesn't care about what kind of engagement you're getting. All it cares about is engagement. Exactly, All and they'll and they about. and because they hate trans people so much, they'll just like call me a man over and over again, and I'm and I'm like, oh, thanks, you know, it's just great because <laughs> they don't realize it. But yeah, no, like my thing was like I'm not supposed to debate with them, and I don't want to give the campaign a bad name, but Jesus, I really want to like go back to their house and just ask them what was going through their mind when they said I have kids to worry about. That's funny and, though. I have a oh no, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're, you're good. I was going to say, I, I, like, I have a distinct strategy on that, and I would tell you why you would be, quote, unquote, wrong to do that. Um, like, I'm all about, like, trying to dunk on those people and trying to, like, debate those people. As long as you realize that you're never going to change their mind, like, you might, the, at best, you might plant a seed that might grow later, but you're never going to change. You're never going to, it doesn't matter. They could tell you the sky's pink and you're telling them it's blue. If they want to hold on to that and try to save face, they're going to hold on to that view no matter what logic you throw at them. But when it does matter is when you have a crowd. Because when you let that person like take, be like, why do you want to, my wife is always like, poor Aaron. She's like, well, who are you fighting? She can hear me on, uh, she can hear me. And she's like, why are you fighting these people online? And I go, because you can't give them any space. Like you can't let those people yeah. dominate the space. Cause if you let them dominate the space, the crowd, the, just the casual, like normie viewer, our listener is just going to be like, Oh, well, nobody says that guy's wrong. So I guess he's, he must be right. Nobody said he's wrong. 
So, yeah, one thing I do on YouTube is I accept all debate challengers. I don't know if you've watched any of my debates. Oh, I watched that one. That guy screamed. I didn't watch that. That was. <laughs> that guy was like, bitch, bitch, bitch. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my thing is I will talk to. I actually did a, a debate that was like two and a half hours earlier today. Ooh. Um, so, and it got, you know, it's pretty juicy. It wasn't that much of like anger and rage, you know, it was a little bit, you know, but then we, we worked it out. But it's like, my thing is like, I will talk to literally anybody, even if it's someone who wants to kill me, just because like, if I can show normal people how ridiculous they are, it makes their, their, their arguments just, it, it makes them look stupid. It yeah, makes absolutely. them look worthless. And so like, and, and I can also make it so like people would associate they're like psychopathic rampages with other people that are doing like psychopathic rampages, but maybe more, you know, civil, you know, like, so it's like, oh, you know, this reminds me of that one debate that Andrea had with that weirdo that like kept, you know, s screaming at her for some reason. It's like, I guess this guy's also one of those, you know, I like to like at least get people to know what the signs are of like someone being just unhinged. So I'll debate anybody. So like, if, if you're listening to this, hello, let's debate, hit me up. Uh, my web, you know, my website is speed.dog. You can send me an email, Andrea at speed.dog. I will accept all debate challenges. But um, another fun door knocking story, which arguably is more interesting than the one I, I mentioned before. is like I was in the richest part of the town and it's like I didn't want to be there, but it was like the day of the election and it was like our last list. So it's like, why not? You know, like whatever. So I'm at this rich part of town. And like, this is like, you know, we're talking about like, maybe we're at like half a million to a million dollar, like property value. Um, like if this were a hundred years ago, you'd notice different residents in that house kind of thing, you know, let's just put it that way. Um, and so I, I knock on this door and it's, it's this like, I, like Eastern European immigrants. And uh, you can probably tell where this is going, like in the super rich, well-off house. And then like, she calls me a communist and gets really mad at me. And like, she's like elderly-ish, like maybe 60, 70, you know? She's like shaking as she's talking and she's like just filled with rage. It's like, I grew up under Bernie's policies. I would never vote for him. Like, okay, all right. And then she like kept getting mad at me and I was like trying to end the interaction. And then she had like dogs in the background and I like dogs, but like the right. dogs were really mean to me. And it was like, it was really scary. That was like the only time I actually was fearful of my life with some like this rich lady from Eastern Europe, presumably Russia, but you don't know, um, you know, just yelled at me for being a communist. Like, and I didn't even say, I like, I really barely got out. Like, you know, my spiel, it was just immediately she saw the Bernie stuff and her eyes went red. And that was like, I thought those people were like Twitter bots. I thought like those were the Russian bots, but no. <laughs> no, they, they're really, they're really out there. Like I argue with those people. I've never met one in real life. Like you have, like, it's certainly but something. Those people are out there, especially on Twitter, they'll be like, so our show is called Good Morning Comrade, and then people will call me a communist on Twitter. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. I like, and it's, it, you know they're boomers because that was from a time where it meant something. Mm -hmm. You know, that was from a time where it's just like, that was like, it was, it was worse. That was the worst thing you could possibly be. So that time is gone. Like that ship has sailed. And I think, I mean, to talk about Bernie, like we can thank Bernie for that. Even though Bernie's not a communist, he's barely, he's barely a socialist. Like it's just a social Democrat, but mm -hmm. he's done more to like, just 
he's he's done more to um what's the word i'm the exercise the ghost the the demon of of a verbiage of leftist mm-hmm. verbiage than i think anybody's done in american history yeah that, I, I, I get abs. i get pretty just like you know i don't want to sound like you know uh like you know a loser here but when people like get really mad at Bernie and call him a sellout and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't play that game. I get upset at Bernie for not being as good as he could be and all that. And like, I agree with the sentiment, but it's like Bernie has ignited a kind of like awakening that it wasn't like a single handedly, you know, thing, but he was just kind of there at a good moment to kind of like spark a giant national like movement mm-hmm. all across the country. Like, it's not like this is just happening in like, Portland or you know like San Francisco or like you know like this is happening nationally like all over the country there's like progressives winning you know leftists like pro like protesting and like you know like all that kind of stuff and it's just like I imagine like a world where Bernie did not exist and like it was Martin O'Malley versus Hillary Clinton it's like we might still be in that situation where there's like leftists like everywhere but like it's it wouldn't be as like the Bernie campaign really helped bring us together in a way that like identify each other, you know, like kind of like just know that it's okay to say these things. One of my things is I like Bernie kind of told America that it's okay to be poor. We're like, that's like, absolutely. like that's something that was like, it's, you should be like, I grew up, you know, very poor. I lost my house when I was a kid and my mom was like, please you can't tell anyone else in the family that we're poor you can't do it and it's like why and then like hearing bernie say like what about the you know the poor people it's like what you know because you know you watch tv and everything is like middle class you know everything is like this like and it's like that i i didn't know that i i always was ashamed of it i was like oh yep. we're poor even yep. though i was a kid and it's not like i can get a job i'm a kid but it's like i thought that was like some sort of defect like, oh, you know, my mom is terrible, at, you know, and I'm just waste of space. And it's like, no, actually, most people are poor. Like, it's just they don't want you to know that. Absolutely. No, 100%. And I can think of, like, from a racial component, like, my, um, my grandparents who, uh, they kind of went through their whole lives, like, trying to pretend they weren't poor. Like, just trying to put on airs. Um, and God bless them, bless their heart. Like the good things about that is like, far as being a grandkid, I got, ex- I got exposure to like a lot of different things in the world. But, um, my grandmother, she would always say something like, you got to act like a Johnson. And what that meant, what that really meant to her was you've got to act like rich white people. And I just thought that was like, I really didn't catch that until I got older. I was like, Oh, this is why like, she would always live like outside of her means and always like take us to fancy restaurants, even though we didn't have the money because it was like just trying to mask that you were poor. And like you said, like it's, we're all poor here. We're like, mm-hmm. we're all poor and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, we've, we're actually the proletariat that's been put upon and we need to make sure that that stops. That's funny. You talked about money, um, talk about being poor. I want to circle back to something you said about when you were making like $3,000 a month streaming, and you, mm-hmm. and you said that money, you know, money's not good. Can you elaborate on that? Because I find it that, so you grew up in a situation where like extreme poverty and then you got money, but you still continued, like it didn't really change your mindset. Like as far as like, oh, I got this money now. This is how it's supposed to be. Like you still kind of, you still kind of got more and more radicalized even when you got money. Right? Am yeah. I, Cause like, I, I realized that like, I have, 
I, it was in that point where it's like, I have enough money for like any material objects, you know, that you could ever envision anybody ever wanting. Um, one of my biggest hobbies is, you know, playing video games. And I, I love the PlayStation 1. That's what I did as a kid all the time. And, you know, because I, you know, my mom got it being a PS2, but we couldn't afford PS2 games. And so, like, we would just get, like, you know, the $5, $1 PS1 games. So I played PS1 games all the time. I bought as many PS1 games as I could, and I realized I can't play them all. They look cool. I can't play them all. But it's like, you know, what do I do with my money? And then after a few months, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to spend my money on making my mom happy. So, like, I'd buy her ice cream. You know, I like, I'd make her, you know, and my mom and I did not get along um, really ever. Like, you know, very, you know, there's a lot of details there. But, like, right. you know, I was like, I have money you know, I'm going to try to make her happy. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, and then I realized like, all right, maybe I'll just save the money. And so I saved the money. And then eventually I ran out of money. You know, it's like, I don't know. Like I, I never, I, I probably could have used the money more intelligently. You know, I probably could have, instead of buying a bunch of shit and like, you know, you know, you know, buying a bunch of like, un, like, you know, unhealthy food and stuff. I probably could have moved. I probably could have invested, you know, uh, into something that's not Bitcoin. Um, mm -hmm. but like, you know, I, I didn't really want any of that. Like, it was more of like, a, I, I felt like this is something I'm supposed to do and it wasn't really something I wanted. Um, to bring like, to bring those two ideas together, like there's been, um, I think, uh, even valve, the video game company keeps a, a, uh, records of like how many, how many games that people bought on steam versus like how much time they have playing the games. It was something like people haven't played like 80% of the games or something. It was like a very high percentage of the games that they bought and they're just had, they have them on their digital library. And that's a capitalism baby. Like that's what yeah. it is. It, it goes, Oh, this is the new like flashy thing. I want it. And then you get it and it doesn't fulfill that thing. It doesn't, it doesn't fulfill that like Maslow hierarchy of needs um, hole in your, in your soul, heart, being whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. like my thing was like i would get paid to play games and so i'd buy a new game and then play that game and it was kind of like money was printing itself and then you know it's just you get to a point where it's like i, I you know i kind of want to buy other things and you know right. do other things i don't know it, it didn't the money never really changed my perspective or uh, it never really changed my beliefs but it changed my perspective i guess like I had a, a, I had more kind of context for a lot of things. So it's like, I can totally see how like when I was a kid, my mom, instead of spending money on something better, spent money on fast food every single day, you know, like, because like she, I it was a single mother situation. Mm -hmm. So like she'd pick me up from school, um, you know, and then we'd go get McDonald's and then she'd go home and sleep, you know, cause she didn't want to cook you know she was also disabled so it was like hard for her to stand up and cook so like i you know i, I get it it's just like easier to just spend the money to alleviate short-term kind of stress and like you know whatever but then it's like i don't know like what else am i supposed to spend it on well i can't i don't have enough money to like save up for a house you know that like that's so much money you know if i get an apartment well what if i run out of money then i'm then i'm screwed you yeah know? especially like, you're streaming that is not that is very unstable for, for the for the people out there who are like what are these people talking about um like street like you get you what are you crying about you get to play to play, play paid to play video games that is not an easy lifestyle that is yeah like, for context i streamed like Woo! 
16 hours a day every single day. Like I would take no breaks. Sometimes I'd stream 12 hours. That's my break. It's like, oh, I'm going to stop the stream at 8 p.m. today, starting at like fuck it, like 8 a.m. or yeah. whatever, you know. Like so, like it was, it was very, and it was like obviously, like again, I, I went through this phase of like I don't want to say anything that's going to upset my fan base because if I do, then I lose my fan base and then I lose my money. So it's like you have to like you know, you have to do so much as a balancing act. And then it kind of ruins my hobby. Like I, I don't really play games that much anymore. Like I, I went through a phase of probably a decade when I was really into poker and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try to give like being a professional poker player a run. I'm glad I was never that good because everything I started to read about it was like, Oh, do you want to have the worst life uh, possible? Take your fun hobby that you like to do and, and turn it into a job. And mm-hmm. then you just get to, you go on the, the, the highway to driving yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, nah, it's, don't want to do that. Don't want to play video games for a living. Don't want to play games for a living. Like, it's just not, it's not an easy life. It really is not. Imagine like, yeah, so if you've, you're sitting there, like I have an office job, so I work eight hours a day. Like, like she's saying, imagine sitting at your desk 16 hours a day trying to make strangers happy, doing a thing that like you kind of have enjoyment with, but like you don't want to do it for 16 hours a day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the way. It's not the way to be. It gets old quick, definitely. Yeah, for sure. You talked about your mom. Um, now, you've got a whole story about actually being swatted by, like, honest-to-God Nazis. It, do, you, do you feel comfortable, like, talking about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd I have a video about it that's got a lot of detail. But, like, basically, you know, 2017 was where I came out as trans. And I had, you know, making money on the internet, you know, I had relative notoriety. Um, and so there's a lot of people that know of me and, you know, don't like know me, but like, oh, there's another streamer going trans, you know, like the language that they use. Um, you're right there. You kind of, kind of ducking around. No, keep going. I think my chair just like ran out of hydraulic fuel or something. Like it just lowered all of a sudden. I've got one of those fancy like office chairs I got off of, uh. It was, it's like it's supposed to be like a four hundred dollar chair. I just got off a Craigslist from like some office that was going out of business for like twenty bucks. Not bad. I, know, I just right? sit on my bed, as you can see. I've done that. There you go. But, but yeah, yeah um, so like you know, a lot of people, you know, because I you know was a streamer, I have that kind of like people know of me but don't know me kind of thing, you know. And so like everyone's like, oh look at this streamer going trans for attention. Oh my god, and it's like that whole thing, and it's like actually it's the exact opposite like around when i started transitioning was like where i stopped wanting attention where i stopped streaming and like so it's like it's kind of the opposite it's like the whole idea of people going trans for attention is just like it's so very very stupid um and so 2017 was where i kind of started doing that and around like middle of 2018 this is after i have come out as a communist so at this point i'm getting like maybe 15 viewers a stream You know, like at my peak, I was getting like 200, 300, you know, like for a while I was getting like 50 to 100, like every day, you know? So I'm at the point where I'm just like, okay, 15 viewers. They're mostly cool people. We're comfy. We hang out. All's good. But it had this like notoriety of being what used to be a a prominent kind of, you know, asterisk quotes, whatever, streamer. And then once people found out I was transgender, you know, like that's where like every day I would get like. 15 normal viewers and then like five people telling me to kill myself and like you need to die and like you need to you know when are you going to stop pretending it's like all you know all the worst things you could possibly imagine 
And so as a result, around that time, I got doxxed. Um, presumably, like, a, you know, someone who, I, you know, I'm very open. You know, like, like I said, I'll accept all debate challenges. This is a mentality I've always had. People have always said, hey, can I send you stuff? What's your address? And I'm like, you know, I don't really, I'm not going to get a P.O. box. Come on, that's extra money. So like, here, right, here's right. my address. Um, and so I guess someone who, you know, sent me something in the past or knew someone who sent me something in the past, got my address, leaked it on 8chan, 4chan, and then Kiwi Farms, you know, the, the classic Nazi dens. Um, and, it, you know, people would just spam that in my chat room. And it's like, all right, whatever. They would spam my dead name. You know, it's like, whatever. You know, like, all right, this happens like on a daily basis. It's whatever. And then sometime, like one time in, 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 in the summer of 2018, is someone just spams that stuff. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just spam them. And then like 20 minutes later, what I start hearing is like a megaphone saying my dead name, like in the middle of like, I'm like, because I have headphones on and I like, you know, I like video game music. I'm jamming out, you know, I'm like having a good time. Um, and I'm like, the, you know, when something is so loud, it kind of, you can feel it. Like it, like it tingles you. Like it, you know, you feel like the vibrations bouncing off of your body. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel, and I'm like, you know, my brain clicks. I'm like, okay. There is literally only one possible thing that this could be. Let's get it over with. Um, oh, nice microphone there. I know, right? Yeah. Dropping mics. But yeah, so police are at your door. They're not at my door, actually. No, They're in okay. the middle of the street. Jesus. It, and, um, and so my mom is sleeping, and I'm like, I'm just going to go out there and talk to them. Um, I didn't think of like, and plus I didn't want to take too long. I didn't think of like going to tell my mom, hey, you need to you know, be safe, you know, don't like, you know, like, I didn't think of explaining that to her. I didn't want to wake her up. I didn't want to scare her. She had gotten abused by cops, like when I was growing up a lot. So it's like, I don't want to like trigger her or anything. I just, you know, I, my idea, I didn't think about it too much. But like, my idea was that she's just going to sleep through it and it'll be over soon. So I opened the door. And they I see like 12 people with machine guns just like pointing at me from like the middle of the street. And they're like, are you like, you need, like, you know, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but they're like, you need to walk, you know, into the street. I don't have my shoes on either. And I'm like, you know, it hurt walking on the street. And it's like, you know, I keep like, they can't hear me because they're really far away. So they're like screaming through the megaphone. So I'm like, all right, I'll just wait till they come up with me. And then I get on the ground. They tell me to get on the ground when I'm on the street. And then they tell me to walk backwards. Ah, the classic. 22. Like, yeah, I'm on the ground. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's where I'm like, you know, at this point, I've seen this video before. And I've always said this. It's like, if I weren't white, chances are I'd be dead. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, like I'm fully in, in, in acknowledgement of that. Like, if I were not white, I, I'm pretty sure I would be dead. Because where I lived was like, you know, somewhat like uppity, but like the really like poor side of the uppity, you know, like. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really scared, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not really processing things. You're just trying to get out of the situation as soon as possible. So it's like, I'm on the ground. They're telling me to walk backwards. I scream. I can't do that. I'm on the ground. And eventually someone comes over and they do that thing where they like shove their boot into my back and like try to break my spine. And then like do that thing where like grab your hands and dislocate your shoulders right. for some reason. And then this is around the time where my mom wakes up because it's like really loud. Uh, I left my door open. They told me not to close it behind me. And my mom's standing in like the, the doorway to the house. And she oh, they told you not to close the door behind you? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you what that was. Now, see, okay. A couple things. We haven't talked about this. Um, okay. One, I'm a Marine Corps vet. Also, I used to be a cop. The reason why they told you to do, I can do that 
is because they didn't, I don't know if they had a search warrant or not for you. They probably didn't because they didn't do a no knock and just kick in the door. They probably just said they probably didn't get a search warrant. That's why they want you to come out by not closing the door. Remember this kids. If a policeman knocks on your door and wants to talk to you, you have your keys, you open the door, you exit your house, you shut the door behind you and you lock it. The reason why he wants that door open is because now they don't need a warrant to go in that house. Okay. Bull, that was, that's dirty shit right there. Yeah, my, my mom in her, like, you know, underwear, pajamas, whatever. And again, she's disabled. She cannot, like, walk well. So, like, she's, like, she's confused. She just woke up and she, like, sees a bunch of cops with guns, like, you know, arresting me. And she's, so she starts freaking the absolute F out. And, like, she starts crying immediately. And then the cops, as they're dragging me away, they, look, they turn the guns to her and say, you need to get on the ground now or we will shoot you. They literally said that they're going to shoot her. And that was like the thing that's like hit my brain. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, you know, bleep that or whatever. Right, and it's no, like, good. yeah, it's like, why would you like a crying elderly disabled lady? Why would you say we are going to shoot you? Like, I, I can't think of any situation where that's productive. I can tell you exactly why that is because those guys are so fucking gassed up to go use their toys that mm -hmm. they never get to go use that they're not going to waste this opportunity to fucking make somebody get on their face. That's and obviously exactly keep this in mind. I'm on, I like, this is happening like on a live stream. The live stream is obviously in my bedroom, but like you can hear like the mm -hmm. megaphone and stuff. You can hear it. You can't really make out the words, but you can hear something's going on. You can hear my mom crying in the stream recording and stuff. Um, and so like, they say, get on the ground now or we will shoot you. Um, and my mom, like, obviously I said, you know, she had PTSD, you know, she had been abused by cops before, you know. And so, like, she starts crying and then she starts screaming, like, I can't, like, my leg, my leg. And I'm starting, like, you know, I'm, at this point, I'm, like, being dragged into, like, where the block of officers are. I'm handcuffed and stuff. So I keep telling them, like, she's disabled. She can't do that. There's nothing going on. I'm being swatted. Please listen to me. And then, like, they rush over to her. You know, and I can't see this because, like, they're keeping me away from seeing this. So I'm only, like, visualizing. So they rush over to her and, like, knock her onto the ground. Um, and then, like, you know, they do the thing where they try to, like, kick into her back and dislocate her shoulders. And, again, she's very, like, Jesus weak, Christ. you know. And then, like, she's, like, freaking the fuck out. She's crying. And then they drag her. And she's also, like, relatively, like, overweight, you know, like, 300 pounds-ish, you know, at the time. And so, like, they're dragging her you know, like by her arms, not like, you know, in any sort of like fashion that's like not going to cause massive damage to her already disabled body. So they're like dragging her over. She's crying. And like, I'm trying to explain, this is a swatting. I'm being swatted. I am a live streamer. Nothing is going on. I'm being swatted. And all the officers say, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. So eventually I talk to whoever's in charge, right? And I tell them I'm being swatted and they go like, I don't know what that is. We are a SWAT team. Like, what, what do you mean swatted? We're the SWAT team. It's like, first of all, you are the people charged with my protection and my safety. And you don't know basic terms. Like this wasn't like 1994. Like this is 2018. Swatting is like on the rise at that point. Like it's happening like everywhere. Like you should know what that means. If you are an officer in a SWAT team, you should know what that means. Like you should, you totally should be keeping up on this stuff, but I can tell you, like those guys don't. They yeah, they, they yeah. don't don't they don't they don't. Keep it gets up better though. It gets better. So I talk to this guy and it's like, 
And I'm like, so I was doing a live stream and then people don't like me, found my address and called you guys to come harass me. And they're like, well, if that were the case, how'd they know what clothes you were wearing? It's like, I was where I had a webcam on my live stream. Jesus. And then this, this guy is like, what is a webcam live stream? What is that? You got to tell me what that is. And like, keep in mind, like my mom's crying. She, like, I don't know what they're doing to her, but she's like, she gets stuffed into a van somewhere. And I don't know, like, I don't know what happened. Um, and so I'm, I'm telling them, I have to explain to them what a webcam is in the year 2018. Again, this isn't like 1864, right? This is like, we're not time traveling back to like the fifth century. Like these people don't know what a webcam is or, is, or right. they're just pretending to be stupid. And honestly, it, it's a tough one. Pretending to be stupid or actually stupid, uh, really, you know, actions speak louder than words. If I had to take anyway. a guess, I would go with actually stupid because I've seen the videos of like uh, Twitch streamers getting swatted and they will, they're, they're, they're kicking in doors, they're coming in, and then all of a sudden they're on cam and you see them looking and they're like, what is that? Like, yeah, I'm, on the, I'm on the TV. They're dumb. As, yeah. Like, they're dumb as a sack of shit, man. Yeah, yeah no. They're so stupid. So I'm trying to explain to them this. Now, here's a little icing on the cake. My mother's brother, you know, whom, you know, after we got evicted, helped us move uh, to D.C. area. He is a federal cop. And so he comes down and then he tells them to like, you know, wh he wags his finger and tells them to stop. And then they basically go away. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember my, my uncle blamed it on me and said, you should be more careful. Why did you do that? And I was like, like, meanwhile, my mom is literally bruised. She's crying. God, and, like, my uncle's blaming her and me for not cooperating, which is, like, like, how can you, like, I get it, you know, you say that to strangers, but, like, how can you say that to your family? How can you say that to your sister that you've known for 60 years? Like, how is, how can a human being be that detached from their family? You know, like, I get it, stranger is one thing, but it's like your family. Um, and I remember the first thing I did when I, when I went back to the live stream and I updated everyone is I started playing Fuck the Police during the storytelling, which is pretty funny. Um, and, like, everyone was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Like, that's not real. It's like, you know, I can get the skepticism, but it's like, you know, once I told the story and they, like, went back and checked the, the video of, like, the cops coming into my room, it's like, oh, obviously. But then... Now, this is another funny part of this story is that, you know, like, you know how I said I used to be popular and a lot of people hated me when I came out as trans and stuff. So like a lot of people that hate me had these like groups where they would every single day talk about how dumb I was and they would hate watch me. And what they started doing was before I was able to like actually kind of like make a video on what happened or upload anything, they started posting like on like Twitter, Reddit, 4chan, 8chan, Kiwi Farms, that I was going to fake being swatted and that I faked it. Wow. So yeah, the first like narrative that people would see is that, oh, I just set up a, a fake swatting. And so when I actually started posting the videos, people were like, oh, it's fake. I saw that, you know, like, and it was like, right? And then like, so a year and a half goes by and they catch the guy. Now again, the cops never did a follow-up. I tried to contact them a few times and they just said, we'll get to you, we'll get to you, but they never did. Um, I don't know if my uncle had any sort of strong arming there. I don't know what, you know, what that was. In, event, in, in January of this year, a reporter contacts me because my stream name was listed in some court document. And they say, oh, did you know that this person was swatted, that swatted you like is in custody now? I'm like, I like, guess this is a year and a half later. And, and I was like, what? 
And then they're like, oh yeah, and he was affiliated with Nazis. And I'm like, well, no surprise, right? That's not a shock. And then like a couple months, like maybe a month ago, um, they did an update on that court case because he was sentenced. You know, like one was like they were bringing him in and then he was in the news. Um, and then he was sentenced. And during the sentencing and that proceeding, they found out he was connected to Adam Waffen. And I'm like, you know. What's wow. an Adam Waffen? Well, I, I already knew what it was at that point. But like, I mean, like a lot of people don't. Like if you're not in yeah, this whole that, that's like a, a, one of those really hardcore, we're going to kill all minorities, Nazi groups, right? Yep. So it's like. It's the guys that like Andy know, like. Yeah, literally, like literally, <laughs> like, 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 you know, cause it's like, you know, obviously like I'm starting to become politically active and like this is, I've been doing my, my above it all show for like seven months now or eight months now, but like at that point, seven months. And I'm like, I, I'm a lot more educated. I'm a lot more, you know, I know a lot more things. It's like at the time I would have had no idea what these things were, but it's like, now I'm like, what the hell? Like, why were they like, I, like I was literally a nobody. But it's like they hate minorities so much that they will like if they immediately suspect someone to be trans or whatever, they will try everything they can to ruin their lives. And one of the websites that is obsessed with me is called Kiwi Farms. I don't know if you know much about them. I know them because they keep track of uh, I feel like I feel like our normie viewers are just like, what is this world? I, they keep track of like Chris Chan, like Christian, uh, they, Christine they Weston Chandler. So they've got like. Literally kill lists of you know trans streamers and YouTubers, and each one they have like they try to have like a detailed like history of and like track all their information and stuff. And I was on that list, and so that's where it's like the people that are in Adam Waffen go to Kiwi Farms, get the list of you know tranny streamers, and they just like go down the list and try to ruin their lives. And so one thing that after the swatting happened is a couple months later, my mom had a stroke. And uh, she had a brain tumor that we didn't know about because we didn't have health insurance, you know, woo. Um, and so she had a stroke and the doctor told me that this, you know, the brain tumor got really large, probably due to stress. And so it's like two months later, my mom's in the hospital and then boom, like it's over. She's gone. And it's like the idea. And I did, it took me a while to kind of put that formulation together. It's like, neo-nazis tried to ruin my life and as a result killed my mother and i can't even get a settlement like the people responsible like to me to my like my perspective is i hold the swat team more like i think that they are more to blame than atomwaffen or the nazis mm -hmm. because it's like you know if the swat team weren't so ruthless and evil the nazis would have no power and so like the idea that that swat team is still there nothing happened to them nothing will happen to no, them absolutely like not. like and my mom's just dead and so it's like you know once i realized that that's where it's like yeah the world is garbage i am an anarchist i want to burn everything down <laughs> yeah like, that'll, that'll radicalize you like yeah real, like real fast wow i mean that's that's just i can't I can't even imagine like the closest thing I personally have to that is a long time, probably like 15 years ago, I was, I got stopped. Um, and the guy wanted to run me through the sobriety test. I got pulled over and, and he was being really vague about like what he wanted me to do. He's like, Oh, walk this. I'm like, how exactly do you want this done? And he was just like, well, you need to stop stalling. I'm like, if I do this wrong, you're going to take me to jail. So how about you tell me 
what you want. And it really kind of like pissed him off. And then I totally remember. So I got through the sobriety test and he goes, I still think you're drunk. And I just started laughing. I just started laughing. Cause I was just like, this is obvious. I'm like, we could have just blown the breathalyzer and been done with this. Like for, you know, I'm like, I blew the breathalyzer obviously I wasn't drunk. And he was like mad. He had to let me go. But yeah, that, that's the trap. That's it's one wrong move and you're dead uh, with the cops. And um they want to like they guys on these special units like SWAT team and stuff. That's that's what they want to do, man. They're they're so amped up to be on these like special units and get to play with their toys that they get federally funded to to buy MP4s or M4s and and these weird like personnel carriers which are to be used on city streets. Like that's if they get they get a fucking literal hard on thinking about like rolling this shit through city streets it's 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 bizarre absurd. it's strange and like i you know for context i'm 24 years old this happened when i was 22 like obviously this shouldn't happen to anybody but like that's pretty young to go through a traumatic experience such as police like attacking you and basically killing your mom Damn. that's pretty fucked up right so it's like i don't know my whole thing is that like I got to use my trauma to affect change in the world. Cause like, if I just wallow here, my life is going to be terrible. You know, like I want to be able to tell people that story and then they go like, wow, you know, cause there's still people in this country that think, Oh, Nazis aren't real. Oh, they Absolutely. keep crying. Antifa keeps crying. Oh, where are the Nazis? Nazis literally killed my mom. Oh, where are the Nazis? Where are the Nazis? It's like, like, this is a real thing that affects real people. And the sooner you understand that, then we can actually work together. But it's like, I will, I will do, I will not handle, I will not tolerate anybody that has this whole, like, Antifa are the real Nazis. Like, Antifa did not swat me, you know, Antifa did not knock my fucking mom into bits and bobs, you know, like, you know, so I, I don't know, man. Like, No, you're right. No, 100%. Like, I kind of want to go on this, um, not, I have a really good idea of, like, your mindset, especially of, like, what radicalized you. Um, your theory of like the United States as a, like a, a failing empire that's collapsing. I really want to hear more about that because I've heard it said that, you know, this empire is done. It's just, are we going to bow out gracefully like Great Britain and go off into the sunset? Or are we just going to be like a, a tiger, an old tiger on its last legs, like Rome and just try to just hold on to this thing to the bitter end and just lose everything. Um, but people say, Hey, like people smarter than me are like, yeah, this, this thing's over with. Like, what are your, what are your, like, when you, when you say this empire's collapsing and failing, like what do you explain that to, to, to me and other people? Well, first I dropped out of high school. I got my GED. I tried college for a week and then I dropped out again. So I am not educated by any means. I am not a scholar by any means. You know, I've never read Marx. I've never read Lenin. I get their ideas. But I'm not going to read the book about something, you know, like, I, you know, so like, I am not super educated. I am not like a, you know, I'm not going to like give you like breadth of, of knowledge and wisdom. But like, it's just obvious. Like, to me, it's just like you look around, like, I, it really just, you know, like the coronavirus pandemic is like, that's going to be the final nail in the coffin. Mm -hmm. I really like cannot envision like once I started learning more about like war and like especially Iraq and Afghanistan wars it's like how did this stuff happen and I remember like in my lifetime my mom was like oh yeah you know 9-11 happened and like you know my mom's like very 
clued out, you know, like, you know, just all she knew is that, and I grew up in New Jersey. So like all, all we knew is that like, oh, 9-11 happened right over there. And anytime brown people can come kill us all. So we got to go kill them first. And I'm like, how can you believe that? Like, I, I, you know, at the time I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. But like, you know, my mom would just be like, well, that's just the way it is. But then it's like, as I'm growing up and I'm reading this, it's like, wow, this is like really awful. It's like, obviously we went to the wrong countries, which, you know, they don't tell anyone that. We like the people that are most responsible for 9-11, we're best friends with. So it's like, you know, it's like once you realize that like, and then you realize that every other country, everyone hates America. It's like, like, like once I started using the internet more, talking to Europeans, like they hate Americans. Like they think they're lazy, like uncivilized. And then you talk to people, you know, like in Asia or Latin America or in the Middle East and they go like, yeah, we hate Americans. The Americans killed my family. America, like, I death to America. And I'm like, honestly, I can't blame you. And then like, you know, it's like, and then you start reading more about Africa and it's like, wow, like we have fucked their shit up. And it's like, basically the entire world hates us. So it's like, that's not good. And then it's like, when, when like the, the, the really collapsing part is like, really America has been propped up by the fact that the people in America think America is great. Mm -hmm. Like, or think America is like, you know, oh, we're the, the, the policemen of the world. America's the best country on earth. And I never even understood that as a kid. I was like, I don't know anything about other countries. I, I'm not intelligent enough to make that decision, you know? And I'm like, I'm pretty poor. We just lost my house. America's the greatest country. What? And so it's like, once you realize that everything, everyone hates America, you know, everyone doesn't like them. America's occupying like every fucking country in the world. You know, it's like, and then once Americans lose faith with America, can the empire really continue doing anything? I don't know. I, I, that's my thing is like, I really cannot foresee like a situation where this holds on another 25 years or 10 even, you know, like, and obviously my politics is like, I want to destroy the empire. Like mm -hmm. I want to be on the front lines of taking this motherfucker down. Right. But it's like, even like people that don't like even like family members I have that aren't radical at all. Like they still like America. Even they are like, yeah, you know, this country is not as good as it used to be. Like everything's kind of sucks now, especially with coronavirus. Like, you know, everyone's losing their jobs, you know, like again, there's going to be 40 million fucking uh, evicted people soon. It's like that, that, that cannot happen. Once people have no food, once people have no money, once they have no housing, what are they going to do? Disappear? right that's a hell of a lot of people that you need to disappear you know so it's like I, I just don't see it i don't see i don't see it sustaining itself i mean i agree i agree with you and i just want to go back to the beginning where you're just like oh i haven't read marx i haven't read Engels. like and i i don't i don't i think all that stuff is great but like i don't think it's necessary yeah um, i have lived my, experience exactly you know, reading marx is for college kids that right. like went to college I have lived experience. I don't need marks. I'm sorry. I, the goal I've even stated as the goal of this show is to give somebody like, like me who like, again, uh, and you, you said you have lived experience. There's no fucking reason on God's green earth that the richest empire to ever exist on planet earth cannot feed, house, educate, and, me and, and take care of everybody's medical needs. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's weird. Like, it's it, weird. Like it's what strange. The, with coronavirus, like, what if people are like, well, we got to go back to work because of the economy. People just can't sit home. What, if, what the fuck do you mean they just can't sit home? 
Like we all pay taxes. Even if you get a refund, you're paying sales tax because we're all buying shit in this economy. So where the fuck is that money for? What is it for? If the federal government is not for times like this, what it, what the fuck is it even for? Weird about it. It's weird because like they could just do it and it wouldn't be that expensive. Mm -mm. Like these people could still be the richest people in the world by a country mile and then also give us health care and also feed us and also make sure we have housing. So it's just weird. It's like at the point where it's like they don't even care anymore. Like, and, and that's like, it's just, it's strange. Like, I don't get it. I'll push back on that and say like, and it's kind of a cheeky answer. It's like, it's not that they don't care. It's that they, they care and they already, like the federal government already knows what would happen because once it's the same reason why uh, people in the federal government were so afraid of FDR and all FDR did was kick capitalism down the road and keep it going. Why they didn't want to do social security, uh, why we didn't want to do public schooling. Cause once you open that door, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. So once, once you, once you do Medicare for all, you can't look at, look at, um, Medicaid, not, not, not Medicare, just Medicaid, not even Medicaid, Medicare. You get the most right wing, you know, boomer old person right now. And it'll be like, Trump 2020, blah, blah, blah. And be like, well, we're going to snatch your Medicare, Medicare away. What the fuck? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Once you open that door of, and show the government what, what, what it can actually do to serve its people, there's no going back for that. And that's why they can't even, that's why they're bickering over, oh, God, we can't do another $1,200 check. We can't even do another 600 How about two? Because it's did, weird. It's, can't it's show bizarre, them. though. Like, like, you know, like, it, I, like, I, like, you know, the thing about, like, you know, and I, this is, like, something I like to say a lot is because you get a lot of, like, conservative leaning or, like, people. And then, like, one of the things I like to say is, like, think about the fact that Obama, Barack Obama's most prominent, like, public role in the, la- in the whole entirety of the Trump administration was stopping Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. Like, like once you, like, understand that, like, once you understand Absolutely. that, like, no, this is a team, they're not, this is a controlled opposition party, you know, it's all kabuki theater, it's all like a, you know, house of cards, but in real life, you know, it's like, this is all a reality show. We have a reality show president, and we have all, we have Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, oh, I'm mad at Mitch McConnell. It's like, it's all a game show. It means nothing. Obama's had nothing to say for three years. And then he comes out of the cave and says, all right, Pete, get out. All right, Amy, get out. All right, Beto, come back from the dead. Let's do this. And it's like, what? And again, I was in South Carolina on that, on that election night. And it's like, I was like, you know, like it was one of those things where it's kind of expected, but it's like, you know, that hurt. But it's yeah. like, I get home and I, I live in North Carolina. So I get home and like my election was like literally that Tuesday. Um, and so it's like, I vote. And then it's like, wow, Super Tuesday was a disaster. Now, personally, personally, I think, and you can call me a conspiracy theorist, maybe I'll accept that. I think that the, one of the reasons why they had all, those, all, all that many people was so that they could literally cheat and fudge the election results and no one would be able to tell the difference because when you have such a massive change of like seven candidates down to three and obviously elizabeth warren didn't drop Mm -hmm. out you know when you do that it makes it almost impossible to track any legitimacy there's just no way and i have no faith in elections none whatsoever now i'll still vote and stuff you know just whatever i love your i love your 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 take on voting like if you want to talk about them for like i mean to cut your thunder off but it's exactly 
you you show up, you pull the damn lever, you hit the button, and then you you go on forward march and fight. But you don't exactly. you don't pin your hopes on this on electoralism. I, I yeah, the, that. like one of the the worst lessons that people took from Bernie losing was that electoral electoralism is bad. So let's go vote for the Green Party. And then you look at the Green Party's 2020 primaries, and it's like, what a disaster. Because it's like, you have to, like, if you're a green person, like, you have to understand this is probably, Bernie's probably going to get owned. You have a good chance this time around, right? So why on earth would you have a corrupt primary? As, as Like, why would you do that? Like, I literally cannot imagine what was going through the Green Party people's minds. It's like, like, you have such a good opportunity for something that could be a historical shift, and you just decide to shit all over it by cheating your own primary. It's bizarre. And then you have, like, the libertarians who's like, the only interesting libertarian is Vermin Supreme, and they're like, all right, see ya. Let's get some random lady no one's ever heard of. At least Gary Johnson was a governor somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, who is this? And it's like- The, the libertarians are gone. Once, they, when, once Trump got elected, you can't find one. You can't fucking find them. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, it's just strange that the third parties we have are also controlled opposition. Like, it's all just a disaster. Like, I, so my, my thing is, like, I don't believe in political parties. Now, if I ever run for Congress, which, you know, who knows, you know, it's possible, mm-hmm. um, I'll run as a Republican if I think it's the best idea in my district in North Carolina where there hasn't been a Democrat in 20 fucking years, right? I might run as a Republican anarchist. Why not? That sounds fun. Like, that sounds cool. I don't care about parties. I might run as a Republican one year, run as a Democrat the next. Like, that sounds fun to me. You know, like, so, like, the idea of people like, you know, like, oh, you got to support the Greens. It doesn't matter that they cheated. Support them anyway. And it's like, first of all, this is a waste of time to talk about this. Like, the Greens will not win. Nothing will happen. Can we talk about something more important, like the evictions, like protests, you know, like federal troops disappearing people? Like, can we talk about that? And it's like, no. You're gonna, you said you're going to vote for Biden. I'm going to yell at you forever. And it's like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> so the way I go about this, my way, my strategy on my videos is I say, I will vote for whoever is polling high, highest against Donald Trump. This is my like, way of framing this to like, make people less susceptible to getting reactionary and emotional. It's like, I will vote if, if Jesse Ventura pops in past the filing deadlines for some reason and somehow met like, Sure, whatever. If Kanye West, you know, like, whatever. You know, if Joe Jorgensen decides to, like, you know, it's like, oh, but, like, I don't care who the voting is. It doesn't matter for me. If Biden wins, things might be very so slightly easier to burn that motherfucker down. And that's all I care about. Let me run something by you that, like, it's kind of my pet theory. And you, like, this is, like, a good faith, you could totally disagree with it. To where okay. I, I super think that the DNC fucked up when they consolidated around Biden. And here's why is because they didn't, no one could predict. You could even like coronavirus was going on. It was already in its like budding stages, but you couldn't predict George Floyd being murdered and then the reaction to that. And so I was super depressed about the state of this country. Like, like, well, this is it. We're fucked. Like, Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. It's the, the South Park choice between a douche and a turd. Um, but once the protests and the riots started happening, I felt like, okay, people give a fuck. They're in the streets. We can use this for like, I'm in the streets now. 
Exactly. We can use this for like actual change. And it's not a just, we can defund the police and then move on to have Medicare for all and just keep people in the streets. This is what I mean by the DNC fucked up. If Bernie would be the nominee and Bernie beats Biden, I mean, Bernie beats Trump and, and Bernie becomes president, all that, you get another Obama hangover and all mm-hmm. that energy goes away. Because they'll be like, you got your guy. You got your guy. What do you want? And Bernie's not a leftist. Bernie's a, Bernie will be cutting deals. Bernie will be mm-hmm. like, okay, I asked for Medicare for all. We're going to get Medicare for most. And, you know, that's what would happen. And I'd be, in a normal world, I would be completely fine with that. But now with Biden, everybody fight, all the leftists, we all hate Biden too. So nobody's good. Uh, yeah, my thing is I, this is what I say in all of my videos, is I want Biden to be inaugurated from the bunker. I want there to be protests so crazy that that guy cannot go on that little thing and mm-hmm. do his inaug- he needs to be inaugurated from a bunker. And that is my goal. So like I like I will do any sort of agitprop I can on my small little YouTube show to push forward that goal because like Biden's not going to do anything. And like like Barack Obama, you know, I I was I wasn't that old but like, you know, reading back it's like he campaigned kind of progressively you know kind of you know enough in order to like you know get the job done Mm -hmm. you know and it's like biden's not even trying like he's out here saying you ain't black he's out here saying black people aren't diverse trying to give it away yeah like like it's weird it's 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 shocking and it's like i like i totally think biden will eke it out just because trump has done such a bad job and like but like at the same time it's like i like i'm not gonna i don't care i like if Trump's going to do like a state of the union, like re thing, whatever, I want that to be from a bunker. But like, I like either way, I want these people to cower and I want, I want to see their faces when they realize that, you know, it's over. Like, I want that to be televised. I want someone to snap like, you know, one of those epic pictures where like Trump is like moments before like expletive satire parody. Like I want that to like, I, that would. You froze. Hopefully you'll come back. But I got what you were saying. Uh, Did I cut out? You're back. Okay. I want Biden to have that trademark, like, like a gas, like. That, yeah, face. that blank yeah. stare. Yeah, I want that to be, like, as, like, you know, on the other side of the, um, as, as the other side of the picture as, like, a, like, you know, an expletive being fired at a parody. You know, it's, like, it's just, like, one of, the, like, that's my ideal scenario. And so I'm very upfront about that, so. That's baller. Um. I want to end with something like more, a little more lighthearted so we can all have a good laugh before you, before we um, get off this, uh, this amazing Zoom tirade. call. I know, right? Um, you released a video today about the Wachowski sisters who are the creators of the Matrix saying that the Matrix is an allegory for being trans. And then I, I was listening to it on my lunch break at work and I was just like, no. That can't be the case. I'm like, no, it's about philosophy. The Matrix got me introduced to philosophy. And then, but it's also their, their work. They wrote it. I can't tell them that they're wrong. But then you talked about a character, and you say you've never seen it. You talked about a character named Switch. And as soon as you said that, like, it all clicked. And yeah, I, was I mean, I like, was just reading from Oh, that. yeah, you were, reading, you were reading from the article. And it all kind of clicked for me. And I was like, oh, it really is. Like, yeah, because Switch... You haven't seen it. So Switch is a character. She dies in the first. Oh, I'm ruining it. But she's kind of got like a tomboy look. Mm-hmm. And then that got me to think about, oh, even like the main love interest, which is Carrie Ann Moss, which is Trinity, is like she's got like a tomboy look. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. 
yeah, Switch and Trinity are like super hot um, in those movies, and like they totally captivated my attention as like a like a twenty something. Um, but you said uh, what you said in those videos is like you. Th- it's almost a trolling of right wing reactionaries who want to claim media that's not theirs and never been for them. Yeah, I was and, talking about King of the Hill in that video. Yeah, King of the Hill. Great one. When I was thinking about, I actually got in an online argument about. Okay, so I'm like a Disney person. This is like my guilty pleasure, and I love like everything Disney. Like, like Aaron and I went to our honeymoon. We went to Disney World and like Star Wars. Now we went to Star Wars Land. Like, she, like we woke up super early and and went to the Star Wars Land. And so there's this thing of like too many women in Star Wars, and it's killed all this SJW like bullshit has mm-hmm. killed Star Wars and Star. Now, Wars. I should say I have never seen a single Star Wars film. But that's fine. I but like the funny part is I got a, into an online argument. I'm like, y'all are fucking cringy as shit with this SJ, like anti SJW thing. I'm like, the whole thing is like people fighting for social justice in the stars, in a war. Like this has isn't never been like, yours. Like, isn't it like an insurrection against an empire or something like that? Yeah, there's a lot to it. God, we should. I, I'd love to see your like have you watch those movies and get your response to them. Because, okay, so... If you want to send me them for free in any uh, viewable capacity... I'll just give you access to our Disney Plus and just Disney Plus. Oh, are they all on there? Yeah, they're all on there. Do I I have to watch the original? I heard that, you know? Yeah, you should watch, like, the... You should watch them all. Just have to go find the original Laserdisc. Oh, no, 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 no. Fuck all that. That's that's nerd shit. Don't do that. Okay. But I said, like, watch them all. Like, the Jedi Knights are, like... um, there you know what a jedi knight is it doesn't matter you exist on earth so the guys with the robes and the laser swords right sure and they're like the good guys but you can also read them as like super ineffectual liberals because they're like the space wizards with all the space wizard magic who can like mind trick you and and get you like they can hypnotize you and all this shit and so there's there's a thing where they have to go rescue a little boy from slavery from like and they had they do this like means tested roundabout deal with the with the slaver to like try to rescue this little boy to where they're like okay if we supply a ship where he can the little boy can pilot the ship in a spaceship race and if he wins the race then then you gotta set him free and it's like motherfucker you're a space wizard why don't you just say there's no more slavery we're done with slavery right now and it's just like what the fuck is this movie and the only time like the only time they, they actually shit gets done it's just all these ineffectual liberals like stroking their chins with their space wizard magic it's like normal everyday people who are just like you know what fuck this give me a blaster put me in the cockpit of a spaceship we're gonna go destroy that fucking space nazi base we're gonna blow it to shit and like all the space wizards are like i don't know we should contemplate and they're like no fuck all that we're, we're just going to go. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. And it's like, so you can read it as that. And another thing is like, I'm also into Star Trek and Star Trek. I've is also just, never seen Star Trek. It's fine. All you need to do. It's just, it's, it's Karl Marx in space. It's Das Kapital. In space. It's, it's socialist communists in space. And right. I've been in like, I've tried to like dip my toe into like Star Trek fandom of like, uh, like fan clubs, like IRL, like meeting people, and it's like a bunch of boomers, and they're like, "I fucking, I don't like socialism and all that shit." I'm like, "You've based your whole identity around like a socialist thing. Like this whole thing is about like, okay, in Star Trek, there's something called a replicator. So when you're hungry, 
you just go, can I get a pizza? And the machine pops out a pizza. And then you take the tray for that it popped out, you put it back in the machine and it, it breaks it down in the molecular level and it can create more food. So nobody's hungry. Everybody gets like, if you're in the Federation with the, like everybody gets like a space buck stipend. So that way they get UBI. So that way, if the guy who's like, hey, you know what, I, I, I wanna, my thing is to cook. So I'm gonna open a restaurant. People can spend their UBI space bucks at this restaurant. And it's like, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole idea of Star Trek was like, people realized there was a third world war that devastated the earth and people almost went extinct because they were fighting over oil and resources or whatever the fuck. And so people were like, hey, we can't do this again. So we need to just make everything available to everybody so they can live comfortable lives. And once they did that, it unlocked like, hey, we can actually go fat. Like how, since nobody has to worry about working at fucking Whataburger anymore or whatever, we can concentrate on like trying to build a spaceship that'll go faster than light. And that's when like every, the whole galaxy opened up and they started meeting aliens and shit. But I'm just like, these reactionaries, like you said, with like King of the Hill, where it's like a whole meme to me, it's like a, to make fun of like suburban cul-de-sac culture. And it's so weird that like the mental gymnastics that these reactionaries have to do to like somehow take in this culture as theirs. It's, it's, ridiculous. it's weird. It's weird. I want to do like a, a series where like specifically about video games. Cause that's my oh, thing more yeah. so than movies where like I analyze like video games that aren't really political, but I just analyze them from a political lens. Um, well, I've been playing a lot of halo lately and like, Rewatch like rewatching all the cutscenes and like playing the games and stuff like especially the first three because those are the only good ones. Um, it's like Halo is very very overtly political. Like like the entire pre. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I've played the first one. I remember the flood. I remember the mm-hmm. covenant or whatever. But I don't really remember anything besides like shoot and kill them. Yeah, but like the covenant have like multiple species, and so like. Basically, the leaders of the covenant called the prophets make a deal with the second strongest uh, species like, hey, you let us be able to, you know, create your leaders and we will stop like killing all of you. And so it's like, okay. And so like they basically have like controlled opposition as their thing to placate them. And then in Halo 2, um, the guy that they, they want to go on a suicide mission as the leader learns that the prophet's whole goal of firing the rings is going to kill everyone. And so it's like, it's very open and blatant. Like, oh yeah, the project that you're all working toward will get everyone killed. So Mm -hmm. it's like the prophets are like the Republicans where it's like, yep, your whole goal will result in everyone dying. And then like the main secondary class, like the elites are like, you know what? That sounds great because they don't know that everyone's going to die. Let's just do it. And then they realize like, oh wait, no, we don't want to die. So then they rebel and then they fucking like kill them all and it's epic and it's great. And I just, I love that part. All right. I Maybe mean, I need to play some more Halo. Have you played? They're on PC now. So yeah, I think I'm, I've got them like the Xbox game pass or whatever for PC. I don't know. I'm trying to think of stuff like what well, you said. It's not overly political. I think a game that like radicalized me when I was a kid was, um, I say kid, I was 18 and going in the Marine Corps was Metal Gear Solid. Like that. I really, played that. Yeah. Re- that really got me thinking about things like smart treaty and like, yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. So that was kind of a, that was kind of a stepping stone. I remember playing that before I went to boot camp, like for the Marine Corps, and it's like, and getting out, and then like being an admin guy, and like, kind of being exposed to some of that stuff. I was like, oh, okay. But I'm trying to think. I, mean, of I would else. love to do that because there's so many games that like, you know, 
they're not political, but they have societies. And yeah. obviously everything is political. So like if you just analyze like, oh, how is the societal structure of some random game? Like, oh, well, this like, you know, who are the, the people that are bad or supposed to be the villains? Like what, like, why are they the villains? Like thinking about like what makes them the villains? You know, like one of my things is like, I kind of shifted from being a gaming personality to a political person, but I kind of want to find a way to like have a fine like combination of those. And so like, this is something I've been thinking about is I want to get like a bunch of games that aren't necessarily overtly political, but just analyze them politically. And it's, again, I'm just talking about like random stuff. Like it doesn't even need to be heavily story-based or anything. I think that's completely feasible. Um, especially cause if you treat it like a book club and especially mm-hmm. I like, I don't feel like playing through a game, but I could, I could watch all the cutscenes like of whatever and then be like oh and then like discussing that stuff that comes to mind is like spec ops the line which it is that's very political uh i can only think of the stuff right now that's like political spec ops the spec ops the line um some of the satire of like the gta games i think are really good oh yeah definitely gta Um, is very 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 delicious when it comes to to satire of course but yeah i if you if you would like that i would definitely I would definitely work on that with you as far as like, I think you should treat it like a book club and be like, this month is whatever. And then talk about that like at the end of the month or whatever. But yeah, that could be fun. I think it'd be a good deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think I've stolen enough of your time. Why don't you tell us about, I'm definitely, I'm lazy and I don't feel like editing out any profanity or anything. So, um, I'm definitely going to do this on Thursday, so you can plug whatever okay. you want. Um, what are you What are you working on? Where can I? Where can we find you? What are you working on? What games are you playing? Okay, so promote all the things. Is called speed dot dog, not dot com dot dog. So that's my homepage that I haven't updated in almost a year. So it's it's not the greatest homepage, but you can find all the links that you need. It's got my YouTube channel, Cyberdemon531. That it's is very Angel Fire. That is a monster from Doom, which is my favorite game. And uh, I've considered changing it. But one of my things that keeps me from doing that is I get a lot of MAGA boomers that think, oh, you're calling yourself a demon. You're from Satan nice. and hell. And that, that's too delicious for me. Um, so it's like, yeah. So you can go to my website. You can click on all the links you need. I got a Discord server. You know, I got all that stuff. My main, I, my YouTube channel is kind of segmented in like, I want it to be, one of my major projects is building like some sort of 24 hour, like, like leftist politics channel. That's something I'd really like to work on more. Um, and because like I said, I was a streamer. I streamed for like 16 hours a day and I'm, you know, I'm used to segmenting up things. So my YouTube channel has got lots of different content series lists. So above it all, is my main series where I just react to news stories, talk about them, you know, explain like that's the main stuff. I've got another series called Cooking with the Bitch, which is where I make food. And uh, I talk about how good it is to be a vegetarian, why meat eating is bad. And if you eat meat, I will disown you. I will cancel you. You will be canceled eternally. Get canceled. Anyway, um, I've also got another series called Halo and Chill, which is where I play Halo multiplayer and talk about random stuff. Uh, recently, I've been talking about dreaming and meditation and uh, kind of exploring the subconscious. So that's like another thing that I'm doing. I'm a very spiritual individual. At least I try to be. I'm getting there. 
Um, and so my recent beat is lucid dreaming. I've been doing that every night. Um, I try my best to dream and uh, lucidly, and it's been very fun. I've learned a lot about myself and it's helped me with like PTSD. It's very, very useful. So if you want to hear like more about that, I've got a playlist for that. Uh, and I've also got like other random video game stuff as well. And I'm always trying to work on new things. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the gist. It's fucking rad. So yeah. And like always, I guess actually not always, we don't plug our Patreon enough. Um, you can also, also got a Patreon. Oh, tell us about your Patreon. I got a Patreon. Guest lady. Give me money. Yeah, we need money. Or else. Thank you. Or else you'll be canceled. And you won't even know you're canceled. Exactly. The only way That's to not get point. canceled is to, to be a Patreon. And you can also uh, go to our Patreon. Our rewards are coming. I know, y'all. It's just that the we can't get a printer right now because of covid that's all we're trying we're trying to we're trying to do a thing where it's like we're trying to do koozies as like a reward and we finally got like a, we a koozie like a you put a can into so it gets stays cold you know like a little sleeve for a can okay you've never seen a koozie i i'm i've never heard of that term what what would you call that a cup holder something like that <laughs> i don't know cup holders are in cars koozies are in <laughs> It's, right, it's a whole drinking culture down here, but we're trying okay. to do branded koozies, but we've got a union printer, but they're down because of COVID. But so those are coming. You can give money to our Patreon to keep this uh, mess going at uh, good morning, comrade forward slash Patreon, I guess. If you just Google Patreon, good morning, comrade, you'll find it. So yeah, and, just Google it. Google it. Y'all put just, that information into the Google machine. Google it and give, give us the money. data. Jesus. Yeah. Well, any, any last words that you want to leave the, for the children? With the children? That's who listens to the show. It's just it's oh. toddlers. This is kids. Oh, um, well, when am I on next is my first what, question. We work that out whenever. Actually, I, I, I need. I'll be on my, every day if you'll let me. Yeah. I mean, you could drop in whenever you want. You could drop in. Like I said, we record a couple times a week. We do Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, if you just want to do some chilled out gaming. That'd be cool. I used to play, um, dude that was my best man at my wedding, and his husband and I used to play uh, Path of Exile. Oh, I've actually got a series where I I've play that. It. Yeah. And I haven't done a video because my current league that I'm doing is where I get drunk and talk about my childhood and cry on webcam. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I've, you know, it's very emotional. So don't watch those if, if you're not, you know, ready for that. Um, I highly recommend not being sober when watching them so you can cry with me. Otherwise, it's just cringe, oh you know, but uh, I'm going to do some more of those soon. I do have some alcohol uh, left. So this is my plastic bottle. Oh, vodka. only the best. The plastic. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, my God. That's careful. That's rough. That's rough. Don't worry about me. I'm good. Oof, that's I'm just... still alive. That's all. What are, you, are you just drinking that? What are you mixing that with? Please, God. I, I, I don't. I whatever i have in the house right. sometimes i drink it straight if i don't have anything else but i don't drink often i used to i used to you know around when my more problematic periods were like you know when uh you know the whole swatting i i started drinking every day and i was not great and uh you know i don't want to be sober because that's kind of lame um so i just drink like once a month now we it's just like here in new orleans we have a very serious like alcohol culture like every house like everybody has a bar like so it's just like right we're like gotta i'll put you on to some better vodka that's not gonna break the bank like there's well, there's there's decent more vodka. than ten dollars and no. uh 
No, there's that, no, there's right. some decent stuff out there that okay. not break the break for sure. Well, um, we're gonna go ahead and cut out, and until next time, it's been good morning, comrade. Love you guys. Bye. Say bye, Andrea. Bye bye. Bye bye.